Research from the Federal Reserve found that 4 in 10 Americans couldn't afford a $400 emergency, and nearly one-third don't have a savings account. For reference, that is 132 million people that cannot afford a $400 emergency. And that's 109 million that don't have a savings account. That's insane. If you want to avoid being part of these startling statistics, I suggest you listen up. Welcome to this episode of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. I'm Christian Adlita. I'm the host, and today we're going to be diving into budgeting. And kind of this is a part of our planning series that we're going through, one of the later episodes. And we're going to go really through and deep dive into the idea of budgeting, what it is. And I want to kind of bring it to someone who hasn't really experienced budgeting before. So to give you some idea of what budgeting is, it's kind of like a way of saving money for the future. It's kind of like saying, okay, here's the money I'm making and how am I going to spend it? It's basically just a plan for your money. That's all budgeting is. So I want to use this kind of this analogy of aging cheese. So as you might know that there's more expensive cheese out there that the more it's aged, it has to get to a certain age until it's like very highly valued. You, of course, you can still eat the cheese. It might not taste as good, but you're looking to age the cheese a little bit so that it gets to that right, nice, crisp flavor. So when it comes to budgeting, right, everyone has all these barrels of cheese and they like, they make cheese. A lot of people, once they get their cheese, they immediately eat it. And then they've got to wait until they get more cheese in order to eat anything so they basically they get their cheese and they don't let it age at all they eat it as fast as they can because they've got bills they've got this that and the other and they've got all these expenses that they piled up on monthly intervals that means that once they get their cheese they don't even really get to enjoy having the cheese they immediately have to give it off and so what budgeting does is budgeting is the process of taking your cheese and letting it age a little bit. It's saying, okay, I'm cutting off this part of the cheese, and I'm saying that this cheese goes to this person, this cheese goes to this company, goes to Netflix, you know. So what you're doing is you're basically saying, I'm not, you're letting, you're holding onto your cheese a little bit and letting it age a little bit, let it get a little bit better tasting and letting you enjoy that cheese. And you're not just saying, okay, I'm just spending it all at once. And you're saying, okay, I have a plan for this cheese. I'm This cheese is going to be my family heirloom. This cheese is going to be the thing that sets me apart from the generations to come. And this cheese is going to have, okay, this part of the cheese is going to go pay for Netflix. This part is for the phone sort of thing, right? And you, you want to start getting these barrels of cheese. What people do, that budget, is they'll get their cheese and they'll say, okay, next month, this cheese is going to be used, and this is going to be a really good tasting cheese next month, let me tell you. Next month, you're going to be like, mmm some good cheese so this is kind of budgeting in a sense you're kind of you're saving your money and you're you're putting it a plan for it for in the future now some of the questions you should be asking i'll give you a a broad example of something that a very basic toned down example of what budgeting is and we'll use this example to go through the steps of how to budget so let's say you get a hundred dollars a month you just you get a hundred dollars a month you work hard you work 10 hours you know you you don't like you don't spend all the time or you just like you get a hundred dollars and that's your your monthly bills right? so okay so monthly bills this is a very toned down example monthly bills you have to pay fifteen dollars for your phone bill okay we're assuming your phone was paid off all of these things are assuming this is just an example guys so you get fifteen dollars okay 
you got $15, and you set that money aside for next month when that phone bill comes up, you've got the money already set aside to pay it. The next thing you do, okay, Netflix, that's like $9, whatever. These are monthly things that come up. What you're doing is you're setting that money aside. You're saying, okay, $15 goes to a phone bill, $9 for Netflix. Now what you do is now that you got your monthly bills, your expenses out of the way, the ones that you know are coming, now that you've got those ones that are saved away, now the next thing you do is you got you got $76 now, right? Now you got savings. What are you saving towards? So you might chunk down like you grab a huge thing and you chunk it down. So savings, $30 for college, $15 for a laptop. You're saying, okay, in a couple years, if I save $15 a month, I'll be able to get this nice laptop and I'll be able to use that sort of thing. Now, now that you've got your money set aside for savings in the future, now you've got $31. And now you can use it for spending. Now I'm going to say, okay, there's a game that's coming out in three months. If I save $20 each month, I'll be able to get this $60 game in three months. Awesome. And then you got $11 and you're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to put that money into books. Now let's go through and talk about kind of the the different steps of that. I'll go through and talk about each of these different little things in our scenario that we have set in place. So let's say the first step, the first principle of budgeting is giving every dollar a job like we did. We went through $100. We set a plan for each and every single one of those dollars. And we said, okay, $15 here, $9 here, $30 here, $15 here. We're making sure that every dollar has a job that it's doing. You're making sure your money is working for you instead of against you. And so when you do that, you're not leaving any leeway. You're making sure that you're not leaving any money on the table or that you don't have like a little money hole where you're accidentally on a monthly subscription for something you haven't used in three years. These sorts of things you want to go through. And the questions you should be asking yourself is, what do you make every month? What is your estimated like monthly income if you don't have a defined monthly income? What does that roughly look like? Now, how much do you spend every month? And what are the things you're spending your money on? You, As you go through, you should be tracking and making sure you keep track of your real expenses, your real finances. And as you go through that, you'll start to notice, hey, wait a second, I don't use this program or I don't use the subscription. I don't really need this. You'll start realizing all these little pockets of money like $5 for every day on Starbucks. These sorts of things you'll start noticing, man, I'm spending like $100 on Starbucks a month. Do I really need $100 worth of Starbucks every month? You'll start realizing these little things here and there. And it will really let you put money back into the areas you really want to be spending that money on. So the second thing is breaking down the real expenses. So in this example, I used laptop, but I'll give you a laptop example for me, something that's really true to me. I was like, okay, I want to get a nice laptop. I want to get a $1,500 laptop in three years. So I went down, broke down the math. That's $41.67 a month. That if you were to save every single month for three years, you could get a $1,500 laptop in three years. So if you kind of break that down, right, I have in my budget that. Now, there are, of course, scenarios where this is the next one. This next scenario is rolling with the punches. What happens if, for example, you spend money that you didn't allocate for? For example, in our example, we said I gave $11 to books. And I put that money aside so that I could buy $11 worth of books. But I see a book that I really want. It's $15. I'm like, oh, man, it's on sale. I really want to get it. So I go ahead and get it now. I've spent $4 that wasn't in that category. What do I do? Well, what you do then is then you go to your gaming budget and you take $4 out of that gaming budget and you put it into your book budget. And then now you're you're squared away. You're good. You've taken care of the real expenses and you've taken care of that scenario. 
So these are the sorts of things. So the first one was give every dollar a job, making sure that every dollar is working for you. Second one is breaking down your real expenses. Okay, your savings goal for either for college, for a laptop is the example I used. You could use the same exact example for a phone. These sorts of bigger expenses that come down in the future for paying with cash. And then what you do is you you roll roll with the punches. So if something costs more than you budgeted for, you take that extra money out of another account and you put that in. And the fourth thing you got to do is you got to save. So budgeting is all based off planning money for the future. But if you're constantly in this state of having to give off your cheese to all these different people and you don't even get to keep any of it for yourself, then you're kind of in a rough scenario. So what you have to do is you have to save up money. You've got to build up enough money to kind of to start paying for next month's expenses. If you can do that, if you can get enough money saved by like saying, okay, you know what, this month, I'm not, for the next couple months, I'm not going to get Netflix and I'm going to not put as much money into college fund. I'm not going to pay for games or this, that, and the other. Now you start having these little pockets of money. Now you can use that money saying, okay, I'm setting this money aside for next month's um, phone bill or next month's like water bill, these sorts of things that you can say, okay, now I'm using this money that I've saved and taken from other places and I'm putting it somewhere else. I'm putting it in a place where it'll be ready for next month so that when next month comes around, I already have that expense paid off and you won't have to deal with the stress of, do I have enough money for this thing? You will always know how much money you have and you won't have to even think about the stress involved of, do I have enough money for XYZ thing? You already know that's part of budgeting. It's a huge stress reliever when it comes to these sorts of things. And the next thing you got to do when it comes to saving, right? So another thing you got to do is emergency budget. As we said earlier, 132 million people cannot afford a $400 emergency. A huge thing, a part of budgeting, is setting aside money for the worst case scenario. There will be rainy days. It is like, I can, I will bet you that there is going to be rainy days, and I will win that bet, which is why I'm not going to make it, because I know I would win, and I'd hate to take your money for absolutely no reason. So, what I want you to do is start looking for, for what I did when I started out budgeting and when I wasn't I wasn't making like all sorts of money and whatnot, what I would do is I'd say, okay, three hundred dollars. The the what the suggested thing is from financial advisors is to say you should have a three month to a six month buffer and that should be your emergency fund. Could you live off of three months? What would savings look like for you for three months worth of your income or six months worth of your income? And I was like, Okay, you know what? I can I can kind of like afford to set up a $300 like budget for myself. And as I've gotten going on and on, I realized that, and I'll, okay, so here's a couple of different scenarios where I've had to actually break into that emergency fund. And one of them was when I went on a trip to Europe, I accidentally texted a friend on cellular data and we don't have cellular data in Europe. So they ended up charging us an extra like $70. And so now, normally, if I wasn't budgeting, if I didn't have these things set up, that would be a huge deal, $70 that just out of nowhere, and now that's an additional expense, but with the save, with the budget, it's kind of like a little, not, not a parachute, it's like a little thing that just kind of protects you, it's a buffer, it protects you from the punches, just a little bit, and okay, okay, man, now I've got this money, I can use it. Now, it still costs you, now, I don't want you to get in the thing of like, Oh, you know, emergency fund, it's just another type of savings thing. You shouldn't be breaking into this to, you know, go buy candy or something like that. It's an emergency budget for emergency scenarios. And 
but it still costs you. So like that $7, it still costs you $70 to do that. But you have that money set aside now. It's not a threat. It's not an emergency as it might have been if it were any sort of scenario. So I started off with $300 because it could handle like, you know, the occasional like extra charge here, extra charge there. If someone needed something, I could lend them money. These sorts of things are what I would tend to use this emergency budget for. Now, what you should do is when you're starting out and you're like, okay, you know what? I can afford to put more money inside. And what I'm doing right now is because I can afford it and because I'm starting to make more money and work harder, I can now put more money. I'm saving up towards a $1,000 emergency fund. This is like what I would suggest a minimum emergency fund when you start making uh, or when you start working more often and when you start making more money. $1,000, you can cover a lot of expenses with a car, say something goes wrong with a wheel, tire. You have some random fee that pops up that you weren't expecting, these sorts of things that might be emergencies every now and then. Now these things are completely covered and you don't have to worry about them. Well, you still have to worry about paying them. You just don't have to worry about where is the money coming from. That's what budgeting is. Budgeting is a plan so that you never end the scenario of where is my money when I need it. Budgeting is setting aside that money so that when you need it, it's there. That's what budgeting is. And I don't want you to think like, oh, you know, budgeting takes all the fun out of it. No, of course. It, it, no. Budgeting is a great thing, and it can allow you to enjoy your money even more. Like we were saying earlier, people with these cheese, they would keep like, oh, man, budgeting sounds like this awful thing of saving money, putting aside. I'm never going to be able to enjoy my cheese. Well, if you compare that to constantly like, you know, just getting rid of your having to pay off your cheese every single time it comes in the door, you don't really hold on to your cheese. Now, with budgeting, you can say, okay, you know what? The fun thing about budgeting is I can say, okay, I want to put some money in, uh, into some spending money. I want to buy this game. I want to get this laptop. I want to do this nice thing. I want to go on vacation. I want to do X, Y, Z. You can do that with budgeting. You won't have to be like, oh, man, I wish I could get this new phone or I wish I could get this new game that's coming out or this new controller, this, that, and the other. You'd be like, okay, I'll set money aside towards that. I can actually do that. You can work towards those things. You want to get a VR machine? Sure, just save up for it. Save for it. Buy it in cash. These sorts of things are what you should be thinking about. So when it goes to budgeting, you've kind of got this big... We've kind of set out the framework, and I kind of want to walk through it again just to make sure that you really grasp the concept we're talking about here. We're talking about setting a plan for your money. We're talking about setting every dollar and giving it a job. We're talking about when something goes wrong, not only are you not worried about it, you've got a plan for it. You've got a contingency plan. Like we were talking about in an earlier episode about planning, about the different types of plans. Planning is, budgeting is not only a contingency plan for when things go wrong, it's also an operational plan and a strategic plan, a tactical plan for the future, for the things you want to go do, the things you want to go accomplish. This is what budgeting is also meant for. It's not just one thing or the other. It's not like here, I'm just going to let your money sit there and you're not going to be able to do anything. No, budgeting is all sorts of great things. You just have to be able to like, you know, spend the time, spend the self-discipline to actually set it up. Once it is set up, the hardest part people find is that the setting up part because they're not used to having all this money just sitting there and not doing anything. Our initial our initial instinct when we get money is to spend it. Like, oh man, I just got $20 for my birthday. I can't wait to go spend it on something. Let's go to the store. Let's go spend this money. Immediately, our reaction is, I get money, go spend it. I get money, I go spend it. That is the reaction we have when we get money because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught money is a, a a thing we go use to go spend to get nice things, to go enjoy our time, right? To go enjoy our money. That's kind of what money is. It's just kind of like we get it, we go spend it. We get it, 
Money just means I can buy a new game. Money just means I can go watch a movie with friends. This is what money means to me. Money is so much more. It is that it's kind of like cheese. Cheese is like, oh man, I can't wait to eat cheese. I can't wait to eat this cheese. I got this cheese. I can't wait to eat it. I can't wait to eat it. But no, there's so much more you can do with it. You can age it. You can cook it into something else. There's so many things you can do with it. Letting it age, you can let it crisp in a little bit. You say, okay, you know what? Maybe instead of buying this 20 thing here and buying this $10 thing here, maybe I can save up and get something that's worth $150. Maybe I can get something that's really nice. Maybe I can treat myself to something that's really nice. If I just save a little bit, if I just savor the flavor, if I just hold on to it a little bit longer. This is what saving is. This is what budgeting allows you to do it allows you to hold on and enjoy things that are normally if you're like okay i'm gonna get this here i'm gonna spend it here i'm gonna spend it here no enjoy it hold on to it love it a little bit just let it age a little bit that's what this is part of saving there's so many different things when it comes down to budgeting this is one of the most important parts because this is the part i see people forget and not care about the most now, of course, you can say, okay, here, here's my plan. And here's the thing. You don't need a fancy. I think a lot of people are intimidated by finances because they're intimidated by like all the numbers that are involved with it. As long as you know how to do add math, as long as you know how to do addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, those are the four sets of money skills or the four sets of math skills you really need to budget. Other than that, it's just writing things down on paper. You could get the back of an envelope and do a budget. You could say, okay, Write down on the back a piece of paper. Here's how much money I make. Okay, $100. Okay, now you say, okay, I know that I need to set money aside for gas, for groceries, these sorts of things. You can write out those amounts. Okay, groceries cost me roughly $150 last month. Okay, I can set this money set aside. And now what happens? Now, here's another thing. What happens when the inverse of spending more? What happens when you spend less in a budget? Now that money is set aside for next month. When you, so, okay, for example, Let's say I set aside $15 for my phone bill. And let's say some random event occurs where it only costs me $10. Now you're saying, okay, now I can go spend that $5. No, this $5 is set aside for next month. Next month, when that phone bill pops up, you only have to put $10 in that fund and only cost you $10 next month in addition to what you had saved. This is budgeting is going towards next month. We're talking about saving money, setting aside for the future. This is budgeting. Budgeting is setting a plan, setting a financial future for yourself. It's setting aside all these things and making sure you are ready, prepared, and can enjoy tomorrow. That's what this is. Don't think of it as something that's stealing your money or stealing your enjoyment because really it's just there to make sure that you can enjoy the future even more than you can enjoy today. Say you get $5 today, sure, that's great, but wouldn't you love it if you could enjoy that $5 so much more in the future? Wouldn't you be able to do so much more with that in the future than you can? Sure, you can go buy some candy, and I'm sure you can enjoy some candy right now, but how much better would it be to get this new thing that you really wanted? Would you be able to go out and spend time with a friend and be able to treat them to a meal? These sorts of things that you can think about, those are the things you can do with budgeting. That's kind of what I want you to do. I want you to make sure that you get this point, that aged cheese is better than fresh cheese that you just ate too fast to enjoy. These are the sorts of things, I know it's a little bit of a cheesy example that I'm using aged cheese yeah, it really did just make that pun. I'm sorry. Anyway, regardless, I was I thought it was a really good example. I thought you might enjoy it. Anyway, um <laughs> geez. Um 
So I can't have to regain myself. Cheese. Yes, we're talking about cheese and budgeting here. So I want to make sure that you get that point. And I hope you get this point. So I want to call back to that statistic that roughly four in 10 Americans can't afford a $400 emergency. Now, I want you to think about how many friends you have. If you have 10 friends, right, four of them in the future might not be able to support a $400 emergency. That is insane. Now, the podcast and Why Younger, Smarter, Better is specifically set up to teach the future generation about these sorts of things and teach them the tools that they need to avoid to be in part of these statistics. Now, I can't do this all on my own. I need your help when it comes to this. I can't reach your friends specifically unless you go and reach out to them yourself. If you want to support this podcast and its goal of educating and preparing the future generation, please spread the word. It means a lot. You might not think about it, but like sharing, even just mentioning it, even just saying, oh, hey, man, you should check this out. That means a lot. You just might have been able to change that person's whole financial future for them just by saying, hey, man, go check this out. Or, hey, like I heard this thing. You might want to go check it out. That means a huge, huge difference. I hope that I was able to serve you in a meaningful way in this episode, and I hope you enjoy the next episode. We'll be diving more into project management, creating deadlines for projects, how to deal with tests and big projects to come up with school or in life. So as always, this has been Christian. I hope you enjoy this episode and stay hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm.